I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. It was a weird thing for anyone who doesn't know yet. The uh, the head coach of Northwestern got fired uh, today as we are recording this on a Wednesday. And it's because of your reporting. So he probably hates your guts right now. Have you well, gotten any got- hate mail from you yet? Is he from him yet? Has he sent any FUs or get effed or anything like that? He wasn't too happy with me when I got him on the phone on Monday. Uh, so, yeah, just to whiteboard it for the podcast audience very briefly, Northwestern football, hazing scandal, Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, and I get a call on Sunday from someone that I knew, a source, and he's like, I got a story to tell you. I'm truncating the story here tremendously. And he tells me about that they've been like trying to get some publicity on this Northwestern baseball guy who's a complete tyrant. I'm like, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. He tells me the whole story. I'm like, man, that's unbelievable. But like, do you have anyone who will corroborate like what you're saying? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, three ex, you know, coaches or people close to the program and six players and everyone's like going like, yeah, you can quote me. You can quote me. I'm like, oh, this is unbelievable. Then get the dude on the phone, bullying, sexual harassment, toxic workplace culture, allegations of racism, all this stuff. Oof. Went 10 and 40 last year. Then get him on the phone and he is like, ah, oh, it's not, it's ridiculous that I'm racist. I'm friends with the soccer coach and he's African-American. I'm like, oh, this guy's playing. The, I have a black friend card. And then it's like, well, what about the comment that you made about the female manager and the that you didn't want her on the field because guys would be looking at her ass and the tight baseball pants? He goes, no, what I said was is that when I came from West Point at Army, the women had to wear the Army-issued clothing and they didn't wear the tight baseball pants. So, you know, that's what I was talking about. I was like, mm. you were at Rhode Island and Maryland. Ooh, like, boy. this isn't your first experience. Like, it was just like the guy was just not terribly bright. And uh, and then, man, the craziest thing is so I do the story and I've gotten like over a dozen people thanking me, including people from Army and Rhode Island being like, that's nothing. It was worse here because he was under HR investigation. So he was like kind of on his best behavior. And then, yeah, like I think he would have been fired on Monday afternoon, honestly, if not for the Pat Fitzgerald stuff. So it's been a weird week. I've never done anything like that. Like. I've broken the occasional story here and there. You've broken more stories, it feels like, than me. But, like, a story with, like, victims and, like, actual consequences of someone losing their job? I've never done anything close to that before. Have you? 
Well, yeah, not to like go too far down the rabbit hole. I know this is a football podcast, but this is kind of tan- tangentially related to that. It's like the slowest week of the sports calendar. It's so, okay. so I had to live, you know, with the ground zero effect of the Joe Paterno, Jerry Sandusky scandal. It, it's it's more of it's way more a Sandusky scandal than anything else because he was the, obviously the monster right. that was doing all this. But so I had to do that. You know, when that was going on at Penn State in 2011. And so I was 25 at the time. Still relatively new to the market. And like, that was really serious. Yeah. And I wonder now, like, I've never gone back and listened to any of that stuff or even like gone back to see maybe like what I said at the time about it. But I do wonder like how I would talk about that. If that happened today, if that was dropped into my lap and I'm 30 and I'm 37 now, you know, do I, do I handle that or do I react to that differently than I did even back then? Because, you know, that was as explosive as a story as I've ever seen. And just like, Oh yeah. People were, you know, so fired up about it and Penn state alums and people wanted to stick up for Paterno and everything else. So yeah, we lived that for months. That was that was an ongoing saga. That's probably the closest thing I have to what you guys had to do this week with the Northwestern football stuff. Yeah, and this and this neither the the hazing at the football nor what happened with Jim Foster in baseball even approaches the Paterno right. Penn State situation. Obviously, uh, but it was just like a weird. You know, I've been like cussed out by sources or whatever, but like just like the direct line from report to action is something that I've never really. It's not like breaking like that. Bears Packers is going to be week six on Sunday Night Football. You know, it's just a it's just a weird thing. Yeah, and uh, enough times gone by where you know I think I still don't think that people are completely over that, but that's one of those situations where when you take a stand on something like that you run the risk of like alienating listeners forever. That's the problem with stories like that. Yeah. Is that there's such deep rooted, you know, emotional feelings, people that went to school at those places, you know, in Paterno's case, he was a godlike figure there. So when you take a stand on that or take a side, you know, it is damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you're supportive of the guy, everyone that isn't connected to the school is going to crush you for it. And if you do go against him, well, then all the Penn State football alums are going to, you know, crush you. So that was just really, that was a really difficult situation. Those are like when you're in the middle of it, it gives you daily content. And it, if you feel like you're making a difference when you're talking about those things, you have a captive audience. But it's, it takes a toll on you. Because it gets super personal. And like, I think that's one of those things where when people say, I'm not going to listen to you again, that's way different than when you say like Justin Fields isn't going to be a franchise quarterback. Right. Right. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's like if you ever do dip your toes into politics or like a political issue because you feel passionate about it or like, the high religious Park. issue. Yeah. I mean, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're like, I'm done with you. I'm like, so you can disagree with me about sports movies, blondes or brunettes, like, you know what I mean? Ice cream. Fl- you could disagree with me about it, but like, 
this issue, you can't even stomach one thing that's like a different thought than you. Like that's a, it's a, it's a weird cult like obsession that people have with some of these things, man. It's not good, frankly. <laughs> you shouldn't feel that way about sports, certainly, nor politics, nor frankly anything other than like loving and supporting your family. And thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, so we can handle the easy one first, I suppose. We have a hard knocks team. Jets, obvious decision. Aaron Rodgers and all of the drama and the star power. And I would say the best season of hard knocks in the history of the show. Rex Ryan's hard knock season with the Jets. So it comes a little full circle. We've talked about the waning significance and influence of this show, given that every team has its own inside access material that they put out there and that the show has become somewhat formulaic. Does it feel to you like this is the last great chance for Hard Knocks to be culturally relevant? Because if like you can't play this hand of pocket aces that Aaron Rodgers with, with the Jets was forced upon you, then the show's just irrelevant going forward. Because that's how I feel. Well, I think Aaron Rodgers needs to own it. I think Aaron Rodgers needs to accept the fact that there's some behind the curtain stuff that's going on. And I think if there's a real, I think there's, I think it's really hard right now to get athletes to buy into that stuff unless they're going to, unless they see the benefit of it. Like, I don't know exactly the financial terms that were worked out for this quarterback Netflix series. But something tells me that like Mahomes, Cousins, and Mariota didn't just agree to this because they wanted some altruistic fiber in them was like, yeah, follow me around for an entire year. That'll be good for posterity. My kids will be able to watch this 10 years from now. I think it's Mahomes is like got a production company of some sort. Like Mahomes has a stake in the game. Yeah, exactly. Like these guys didn't just agree to do this because they thought it would be good publicity or they thought in the long run, it would like give them some kind of notoriety. Right. Okay. There's no upfront financial gain, but maybe there's something long-term. So what's in it for Aaron Rodgers to play ball with HBO in these NFL films, people. That's what I want to know. Like that to me is the whole key to this thing. The star of last year's hard knocks was the coach, the coach, because the lions and the NFL and their constant, you know, like reaching up towards and trying to grab relevance. Right. They had a coach who felt like he could use the show as a as an instrument or as a vehicle to like make his team a relevant team and put them on the map. Unless Rodgers is going to get something out of this from HBO, I don't see how he's a willing participant in this. You know, he's got the McAfee thing. You know, he's found a way to get his message out there in a way that he thinks benefits him and helps him. I'm not sure this show is going to be able to get that out of him, that he's just going to want to play to the cameras. And that's the key to the whole thing for me. Rex Ryan was a larger-than-life personality. The times that the show has been successful, the coach has embraced the show. I don't see Robert Sala embracing hard knocks. 
I think it all hinges on Rogers' willingness to use this to add to his profile. And I just think he's past that at 39 years old. Well, he he clearly uses McAfee to enhance his profile. You know, so is he going to... That's on his terms. Well, right. It's on on his terms. So will he see benefit to that? But I will also say, and Florio has said this, it would kind of be interesting if they went the other way. Like, they don't want to be there, but the cameras are going to be there. And so is everything that gets exposed going to be like through protest? Because one of the things that has been a bummer about hard knocks is that you realize that like it is sanitized and the team does have some final say over what actually gets released on Wednesday nights on HBO. But if the jets just don't play ball, but the cameras are there and everything that comes out, the jets don't want out. That could be compelling too. So he either needs to play ball or the storyline of the show has to be, they don't want us here, you know? And I don't, I don't see them doing that, frankly. Like, I don't, I don't see them being that antagonistic with their subject matter, but it's kind of wild that it's just written into the contract that there's these parameters that if you don't hit making the playoffs, first year head coach been on the show in the last 10 years if you don't hit any of those three parameters they can force you to do it and they did they one of the four teams that they could force to do it did it so i i hope that that's a storyline on the show i think that that the reluctance might be compelling i would monetize every player i would i i think that if your team is on hard knocks it should it should be negotiated in that all 90 players that are there, they get a small little check, like a royalty check that you'd get for being on a TV show that gets sent to each player. And look, I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're making $50 million a year, all right, you know, an extra 50 grand or whatever is not going to be the, the big difference. Right. But at least they're compensating you for your participation. I don't think that's how it works. If it does, then someone will probably let us know at some point once they listen back to this, but I just think they need they need to make it worth it for the teams that do it. And I think that usually the carrot that they dangle in front of them is your team hasn't been good, you missed the playoffs. We're going to give you this month of publicity that is going to get eyeballs on your team and interest in your team. I think the Jets have just done this so many times that they don't see as an organization the, like they don't see the payoff to it anymore. And so with all the expectations they have on them now, I think they should just lean into it. Like Woody Johnson should be telling Robert Sala, like, you know, have some, cockiness about this don't like don't don't feel like you have to be the coach who gives the sanitized politically correct cliched answers on things like we're the jets we're in new york we're in the number one media market we compete with another team in this city to get attention the whole vibe of our franchise goes back to when we signed joe namath 
the glitziest athlete in like pro football history. That should be our personality. We should strive to be the Los Angeles Lakers of the NFL. And so let's embrace this. But I mean, I, I, I gotta be honest for the first time in a while, I'm excited to watch. I might be out by episode two. Well, you got into the Lions one. You and, got into the, and then that became one of your adopted teams, even though you're a Bears guy. Yeah, but it was the you Lions. You bought into it. it, 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 it the, my Lions interest was not only Hard Knocks based. It was somewhat Hard Knocks based. But but I I, I think that this could be actually like legitimately compelling if they, if they do it well. I'm just fairly dubious uh, that they will.